Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jennifer Bugaiski, founder of the Freedom Keys. Jen is a love, sex, and relationship coach. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. So can you just expand a bit more on that, on the kind of people that you serve and you know, where your business is today? Yes. So basically a lot of the women that I serve are women who have shame and guilt around their bodies. Um, And I don't think they think that it's around sexuality, right? But it is truly around this love-hate relationship that we have with our bodies. So women who want to feel more comfortable in their skin, Mm-hmm. no matter what their shape or size is, right? To then be able to experience more of the joys and pleasures in life, as well as to have more thriving relationships with their partner, but also in other parts of their life. Nice. So do you find that by able to you know, unlock this and work on this, that the knock-on effect of so many other areas of their life is just huge? Absolutely. Uh, I actually think it's like a secret ingredient. I think that um, it's such a taboo topic, right? When you think about sex, sexuality, pleasure, et cetera, especially for women, right? It's, well, we don't need to focus on that. That's something that men talk about, but it's not something that's really important for women. Mm. And I think if women truly understood the power in their own sexuality, that we would have less wounding, less trauma, less challenges in our lives because we would be able to tap into what I would call that um, magnetic radiance that Mm. we all have inside of us. So the word power that you brought in there, so you allow your, your clients to bring back the power and maybe the control back into their world, into their life, into their pleasure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, what, what what does that what does that look like? What does that allow your clients to be able to to do and feel, and then go out and, and, and achieve and experience? Yeah. So, the first thing that it really allows you to do is to feel alive again, right? So many women I know are burning the candle at both ends, right? We are mm-hmm. burnt out, stressed out, trying to do so many things for so many other people. And we don't realize that pleasure can actually be the key ingredient Mm. to solving a lot of those challenges. So 
when you're able to focus on, and I don't like using the word self-care. I think self-care is overused. I don't think people know what that means, right? It's, it's true self-love, self-pleasure. When you're able to get to that point in who you are, there's this turn on, this aliveness that just happens within you. And then it radiates. So it's one of those things to where you start attracting more of what you want in all aspects of your life, mm. whether it is related to your business, whether it's related to your partner at home or even your children. I mean, I've had some clients when I've said to them, when's the last time you were intimate with your partner, your husband? Oh, shoot. It's been like five months. Okay. And then they take my advice <laughs> and I get a message back, you know, the next day, the next week, whenever they decided to take my advice and they're like, oh my God, I have so much more clarity and I now have three new clients. And I just love the fact that it's like their energy was so blocked. They were just mm -hmm. so stressed and overwhelmed. And when you allow yourself to be in that higher vibrational state of pleasure, you get out of your head and into your body and then allow the energy to start flowing again. Love that. I mean, the way that the synergy with the work that we do, it's all about frequency and it's all about the way you, how you see your life. If you don't enjoy what you do, you're going to be creating these wrong sort of relationships. You need to be able to, as you said, have pleasure is the key. Now, I want to sort of take that into combining the two because you said, yeah, it's either your, your, your romantic partner or your business. We work a lot with uh, partners, romantic partners who work together mm. or build a business together. Now, as entrepreneurs, we know that we can work all the way through the night and miss out on health relationships because we know we do this or this is more important or um, we just love what we do and find that we do too much of it but mm -hmm. at a cost of the relationship. So yeah. with, with couples that actually work together um, that then struggle for that intimate time, what advice have you got for, for those couples to be able to start to build all the different areas of their, of their world, not just hustle in a business? Sure. That's actually a really good question. Um, as with anything, the first piece of advice I would have is you have to make it a priority. Right. You have to choose that you want to work on that relationship and then carve out time for that. Right. If the business is important, that's great. You're spending a lot of time, focus and energy there. But when it comes to that romantic side of things, and especially if you're working together side by side all of the time, it can be easy to forget about mm. how important it is to allow that romantic side to come out, right? There's the, as you were talking earlier, like um, when we were talking before, the, the masculine versus the feminine energy, like what you bring to the table versus what your wife brings to the table, right? Um, that it's, it's one thing in a business to have that, but you need that in relationships with couples as well too. Mm. Yeah, and else it's like, what, what's the point? What is the point mm -hmm. in what we're building here if it comes yes. at a cost of the, the relationship? 
with with your your partner, with the relationship with with your kids, with your family members, with everything else. The relationship with yourself as your health. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's like, what are you doing it for? And it's interesting because I see a lot of successful women entrepreneurs struggling in this arena because they're very successful in their businesses, Mm. but they struggle in their romantic relationship. And I think it's because they show up in that full-on masculine energy because you need to have that masculine energy and that groundedness, that control, all of that to run business. But when you have this partnership, um, we need to, as women, allow ourselves to dive into that feminine nature. And when we're on the go all the time and we're constantly in business mode, Mm -hmm. it's sometimes hard to turn that off and to allow yourself to melt into that feminine energy. Uh I get that. I'm going to respectfully just challenge something you just said there, which yeah. what you said is is absolutely correct. But mm-hmm. in business, it's, it is that false belief that we need to be masculine and push and hustle. I think what's what you what you were saying is, yeah, we need to push. You need to do the thing. You need to be in control of your mm-hmm. business, um, especially as a, as a female you know, CEO, which has so much stigma still and and mm-hmm. trying to prove which is still out there, which I can't personally talk too okay yeah but i think it's more important to be you to find a place as the ceo as the boss the coach the mentor the writer the all all these things it's more important more empowering to be you so i know it's just a slight diversion from what you said but Mm -hmm. once you can help people through your work to find who they are what they actually enjoy what they want to do I think that's where you start to unlock the the magic in in as you said yeah I, I was intimate with my partner and then what was it you said they they, they then came back and said oh we've got I new got clients, clients and stuff exactly isn't it <laughs> magical how these things can just unlock mm-hmm. so yeah, that was absolutely. a long-winded way to say yeah with with that being you finding you um how important is that for you and, and your work It's the key. I mean, like you have to be comfortable with yourself. Like all of this is about a journey to self-love. I believe that a lot of the challenges that women have with their bodies is this love-hate relationship with the body. Mm. And when you can learn how to love your whole self, your body, your mind, your emotions, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? That's all a part of you, but we tend to shove down the things that we don't want to see, or Mm. we're critical of ourselves, right? Especially when it comes to body image. I haven't met a lot of women who say, I love everything about my body, (laughs) right? That probably goes for men too as well, right? Deep down, I yeah, mean, absolutely. It's it's just it's a different priority because yeah, as humans, right? We all want to look and feel good, right? We all want our partners to think that we are desirable, attractive, etc. It's just from a a masculine and or feminine perspective. My top three desires might be a little different than your top three 
mm. but it doesn't mean they're not there in a larger spectrum. Gotcha. Beautiful. Um, and one thing you said there is, yeah, when you, you, you said earlier, what, what are you choosing? What do we choose to do and see? Mm. I think that's important to what we choose to give our attention to in terms of what makes us feel good, what we are willing to, to your point, what do we look at and say, I don't like this, or I do like this. How can we start to focus on all those areas of our life, of ourselves, where it's like, actually, damn it, that is pretty cool. That is good, right? Because they are there. So how do you extract that from, from your clients? Um, how do I extract the, like where they want to focus on next kind of thing or how, how to focus on, on the good on what is there on shifting that perception? Yeah. Things yeah. don't have to change. The perception is key first. Once we shift the perception, sure. nothing external or anything else changes, but we start to see, to see shifts. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One, I mean, first there is the awareness component of if you find, you know, patterns of saying to yourself, oh, you know what, I really need to lose 20 pounds or I don't like the way my body looks. Right. I mean, there's first noticing that you're even saying these things mm. to yourself, right? Because you can't shift what you don't know. <laughs> you, you first have to have an awareness. Um, but then one of the things that I firmly believe in is it's a combination of what I would call mindset and embodiment work, which is a combination of, I don't want to say saying affirmations, but also feeling things in our body because we have these, uh, imprints, right. From, you know, various stages of our life and to just say an affirmation isn't going to shift something that when you can learn how to be in your body, drop into your body, not be afraid of it, you then allow yourself to feel so that when you do bring these new affirmations in, your body will then start to, um, what's the word I'm looking for, adjust and shift to them as opposed to it just being in your head. Love the way you said that. Yeah, it is the chemical process of bringing mm -hmm. these thoughts in, which actually changes the neurology. It changes the way your body Correct. processes and, and changes the, on a cellular level. Yes. Now, what you're saying there, I love the way you said about the affirmations until you feel it, because so many people out there were just trying to do affirmations. You write it on your mirror. Mm -hmm. There's a time and a place for this. Absolutely. But until you feel it, you're just okay. masking over. Mm -hmm. an affirmation saying something saying something but you're pretty much crying thinking i don't believe it if you feel it in your heart in your soul in your butts to feel it <laughs> in its entirety then it's like now it has a kind of power now you are living it so i think as we spoke about offline that duality of mm -hmm. both aspects you know masculine yes. feminine thoughts emotion all these things science spirituality they have to go together it's so important so thank you for bringing it up about feeling it not just saying it not just thinking it that's important yeah and i think the other piece that's important too is feeling safe because if i think about feeling you have to be in your body to feel mm -hmm. and if 
whether it's man or woman, but like if women, cause that's who I typically deal with. If you're not comfortable in your body, if you don't feel safe in your body, it's hard for you to feel. It's hard for you to get to that place where you can then not just visualize, but emotionalize and feel that shift. So one of the things that I do with my clients is to create a sense of safety for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't feel safe, you're not going to be able to change. In my opinion, if you're not safe, you're not going to be able to change that traumatic imprint. That's subconscious that you don't know is there. Because I'll, I'll expand on that saying that it's because you're in protection mode. You're trying Correct. to protect through avoidance, through reacting, yep. through making excuses, justifying whatever it might be, but you can't move through to the next phase of being uh, vulnerable. Yes. Because that's so I love the way that you create a safe environment. Again, very similar to what what we do with it needs that safe space because it's tough working on on ourselves, on our thoughts, on our emotions, reprogramming all this this crap that we've been given through. You must have this um, with the line of work you have. Society has given us all these things where Mm -hmm. we have to think, have to do this. Here are the beliefs. Here are the things you have to do. Not the case. But it's been so ingrained in what our family think, um, even evolutionary, hereditary, and down to what we allow ourselves to digest. So you get to unpick all these little things along the way, right? Yeah, it's interesting because it reminds me of when we were talking earlier just about challenges in the business, right? So when I first started this journey years ago, there was a point in time where my business was more corporate focused. It was like women's empowerment. And I remember going to a networking event and they said, why do you think your business is not where you want it to be? And I dropped in and I went, because I can't talk about sexuality in corporate America. Mm. So I was dumbing down my message because I was trying to fit what I thought people wanted to hear. I had coaches tell me, um, oh, well, just tell them what they need to hear. Get your foot in the door into corporate America and then you can you know, say whatever you want. That's but by not then what you've I been, wanted. But at that point, you're, you're known for something else. You've diluted your message. Exactly, right? Yeah. So I did that. It didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't what I truly wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't until I said, I want to focus on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, because I know the power myself in it. But part of my challenge was twofold. One, I grew up in a very, very devout Catholic household, family. Mm. You didn't talk about sex, pleasure, desire, all of the stuff that I teach now, that it was a challenge to make a bold statement, to come out and say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And this is how I can serve. Mm. And so you had the, if I could just jump in there, you had the alignment yes. with what I want to do, what I want to say, but you had that inner turmoil with, but here sure. are these, what I, sh-. so you've, 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 there's a, a level of misalignment internally, even though authentically it's like, I know I should be talking about this. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's been a journey to get to that point of, no longer feeling ashamed, shy, timid, right? For what I do. 
and to just boldly claim. I mean, I've had people out there say, oh my gosh, she's just a sex lady. Like, it is so much more than that, but you know what? You're not my ideal client if mm. that's going to be the response. And that's okay with me and I don't care because what it does allow is for me to reach the right people. And at the same time, some of those people that might not be clients now, maybe never will be, will be educated. They will be learning more because they're going to be triggered, but that's where all growth comes from. You have to have some kind of trigger in order for you to know, hey, I want something to be different. Yeah. So I, I truly believe that there are lots of other women that are impacted by my message. It just might take them a little bit longer to, to get to where they want to, to be in there. Absolutely. And that's in all line of business, whether the oh, people are ready yeah. to hear your message or whether, mm -hmm. yeah, triggered and then they're avoid rather than triggered. And yes, yeah, that it, it's, yeah, it's much. time. I've heard it in the mm -hmm. sixth, 20th different way. And now it's like, oh, I get it now. I get what someone else was trying to say because you've said it in a different way. So yes, love that. Um, look, this is fascinating to hear where you've the changes in your business. So I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to use your question now to bring it into the present moment. Okay. So why do you think your business is not where you want it to be right now? Let's see where, where you're, cause I know you're, you're expanding. You want to grow. Why do you think it's not where you want it to be? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, <laughs> it's my question. <laughs> you know what it is probably the um hmm. i had like two thoughts in my head but um the first has to do with being able to leave a full-time day job mm -hmm. to fully step into this um and more than replace my income, basically. Mm. So that's like the big challenge that I have had in front of me. And that, what what is it about the full-time job that is, is tough to leave? Um, the monetary component. So I'm sure a lot of people at home are like, yeah, those starting out or wanting to leave, get their side hustle up and running is like, but it's tough. There's, oh, there's health insurance and there's, um, let's go. I love this similarity in, in the questions and what we've spoken about. You said about people being safe in their body, being safe to be able to do that. So you're experiencing on a business side, what you help coach people through on a physical and emotional side, sure. the safety to feel safe to do this without this full-time job, which anyone's full-time job could be gone in a second. There's no security perceived perceived safety it actually so, is perceived <laughs> so that's as, as we sort of live process and i hope people at home are playing along going yeah I, yes yes i feel the same way mm -hmm. that is your your number one barrier mm -hmm. so what are we going to do how how are you going to because this is the brand new year 2023 <sighs> what, what's your focus how are you going to be able to ah oh, get out there full-time help women to be able to enjoy their relationships, their body. What's the plan? Yeah. So uh, well, one of the plans was to expand my reach. <laughs> 
Um, so to grow my podcast so that people can mm. see and hear me. One of the pieces of feedback that I have received is people want to hear you. They want to see you, right? So there's this visibility of mm. going outside of my current network, right? So I yeah. have, you know, current places that I network and do things and people know who I am, et cetera, but it is branching outside of that and expanding just the, the people that I am exposed to and having the podcast allows people to, to hear my voice, to feel that safety, to hear what I'm talking about and not just read something on a blog Mm. or on a website. Cause it's so different. The other thing I think is cool is people can listen and no one knows they're listening. Right. So it gives me an opportunity for people to be curious, hear some of the messages, almost feel like I'm talking directly to them mm-hmm. so that they can feel comfortable and then reach out and say, I'm, I'm ready for this. I've actually had a handful of people since I've launched the podcast who I didn't know say, I, we just happened to find you and um, I'm interested to, to learn more about working with you. So Love that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So what you're doing now with this visibility, with reaching out in different networks, hey, you're on our podcast now, look at that. Yes. All this stuff, <laughs> that's, there's perceived safety. There's, I'm out of my comfort zone. You are so good in your, in your bubble. Um, mm-hmm. Again, so many people probably, I know I experienced this, so comfortable in that bubble, but then it's like that bubble needs to expand. Sure. It's too small, it's too safe. So oh, we've got to do the hard thing. We've got to become <laughs> so uncomfortable and it's going to bring up all these wealth of challenges and problems along the way. Again, this is across all industries as entrepreneurs, oh, totally. as business owners. Super. Yes, absolutely. So it is uncomfortable, but you've, so you've got a year of, well, it's not going to be a year. You're going to do it straight away to be able to get that visibility because yep. you've got the, the glory of, you launch your podcast, see it works. People need to hear you, hear who you are, um, build relationships. Cause that's full circle. That's what it's all about. Right. Mm-hmm. With, with our audience, with strangers, with Absolutely. helping your clients with, with their, with their partners. It's all about building that relationship. Love that. So where do you see yourself going in like five years? What's the big dream? If you can dream big. Where is it? Oh, oh my gosh. The big dream. Um, love to have a million dollar business by that point, um, five years from now. Um, I would actually like to do, uh, expand my work to work with couples. Like right now, my focus is just women. Mm. Um, and I want to have more focus in that arena before I dive into working directly with couples. But that is something that I would absolutely um, love to do as well. Nice. Fantastic. Well, hey, look, Jen, this has been eye-opening and beautiful to see the synergy in in the work that you do Mm -hmm. and know that how much good that actually does in the world with not just feeling better, but unlocking the go full woo here unlocking the frequency and the power and you know everything starts to when you feel better and 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 do the things you want to do and have pleasure everything starts to open up i fully believe that and i've seen it time and time again yep yep 
pleasure is the key. You don't have to grow through pain. You can, you can choose to grow through pain or you can choose to grow through pleasure. And I would, I would choose pleasure over pain any day <laughs> if I had the choice. So let's, let's leave everyone with that question that you so eloquently said earlier. Why do you think your business is not where you want it to be? If you can sit with that question and just see where you're not having the pleasure, where the hustle is, where the, all the resistance is, if that can be eased, just think of the possibilities. I love that. So thank you for that question. Thank you for sharing all that you did. Uh, if people want to find out me. more about you, about your podcast, yes. your website, where, where can people find you? Okay. Um, the name of my podcast is called The Sensual Feminine Life. I am on um, Apple and Spotify. So you can go out there and uh, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, the name of my business is called The Freedom Keys. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, mostly I do a lot of work on Facebook. Um, but that's another way to connect with me and see the different type of work that I do. Perfect. Well, everyone, please check Jen out. And hey, thanks again for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been wonderful to be here. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.